Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Contingency Plan Podcast. My name is Jedi Master David, and with me, as always, is Darth Austin. Hello, everyone. Well, Darth, we are back for another week. We didn't skip any this time, right? I mean, we skipped technically, but the audience doesn't need to know about that. Mm. It's still on time for them, unless you forget to upload it Sunday night. Yeah, I was thinking about <laughs> this at one point. You, you remember when we used to try and do, like, advanced shows? Like, we would try and record like a couple at a time yeah i kind of miss that i'm not gonna lie <laughs> it's just you know it's it's it, it really takes a lot of the topicalness out of stuff but like because we were trying to make yeah. up you know like oh how's your week going how's your week been and i mean it's, it's like the same but we, it was the same it's the same I, I, that was back when we were just doing books right i think i think that yeah, was just we would books. record like well, it was mainly when we were doing chapter by chapter readings. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I think and that's and right. we would make the council and everything, and the uh, news. Excuse me, Newsnet, like half of the episode, which we were pretty lengthy back then to begin with. A lot True. of those hit like two hours for a chapter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember when we actually had segments on the podcast? <laughs> yeah, when we were actually legitimately the detail guys, because I mean, we dissected every freaking word in those chapters yeah yeah very true <clears throat> very true but uh now we are just the pseudo detail guys we don't really care much about the details anymore we just uh you know throw throw stuff up against the wall and see what sticks right that, that's kind of what the show yeah. is now yeah just kinda. garbage, I mean, it, garbage we haven't show. lost our we haven't lost our soul at all but i mean <laughs> we're not <laughs> we're not chugging it 130 percent anymore either <laughs> well, uh, you know, the, the thing is, is that like, <clears throat> you know, when you look at, um, when you look at like data and so forth, we actually crossed as of this week, 25,000 downloads on the show. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it less is. Less than what, three years now? It's been, yeah. Less I mean, it's, three. it's definitely been a while and it was pretty slow in the beginning, which I mean, we never, we, we've never really cared about. But like, I know, I know for a fact that the shows give us a huge bump and we've had, you know, we, we've had a pretty good run of shows. Cause like even, even the book of Boba Fett, some of those episodes have way more downloads than, than anything. And I'll tell you another thing, statistically, people really seem to like listening to those darn new Jedi order, like recap book things. Cause those actually do pretty well too. Well, I'm glad that is the whole point we got into this. I'd be pretty sad if that was the worst rated portion of the whole show. It's it's just funny what what hits and what and what misses, you know. Because like, I'm trying to think it. I'm trying to think of some of our recording order, but like, there were a couple that like just fell flat because like the the book of Boba Fett, the the season finale, that one did really well, and whatever we did the week after that was just. <laughs> didn't get near i don't even remember what we did i think we jumped back into a book but I, I i feel like yeah i feel like we well i think we took some time off i feel like we we might we, have taken a week or oh, something that's off that's kind of when everything got crazy and we had like two weeks we couldn't record yeah might might i feel like that's the case and then yeah we came back with a high with the high republic and so on and so forth but yeah no it, it is funny how full circle new jedi order does kind of come back through and and you know some and it's like there's such long pauses in between that we're in what book what was that book nine eight nine we're only like halfway through yeah something like yeah, that. I think yeah so that's wild well anyway uh guess what we're doing now not new jedi Order. no but another book <laughs> <laughs> so yes uh, and guess what we're gonna do after that more boba and then another book <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Just waiting on Kenobi. So waiting on Kenobi. Yeah. So th this week is a mission to mission to disaster. This is Justina Ireland, uh, part of the uh, New Jedi Order. Excuse me, the the High Republic. I don't even know <laughs> what I'm saying anymore. This is a part of the High Republic. You know, two hundred years Republic prior Order. to everything. It's fine. Um, and we kind of get back with with Vernestra and and Emery Contreras. You know who. I don't know. We, we were both pretty high on Vernester the first, uh, whatever the first book was that, that, that she was in. What was the first book? Um, 
I had her biography pulled up with all the a test of courage. Yeah. So it was a yeah. test of courage was was the first book, and that was like definitely a young <laughs> young person's <laughs> book. Even the yeah, binding on that darn book. thing. And we were just talking about this. I mean, they've all hit well. All of the young adult uh, teenage novels have been pretty consistent yeah. for the most part. I don't think we've rated one poorly. No, I, I don't. We th- might have skipped one or two, but well, we, yeah, yeah. I mean, we we skipped maybe. Like Crash Point, and I think one other one, and then I don't remember. I, I think that audio. Did we skip Crash Point? Yeah, we we never we never okay. uh, read that. That was the first uh, book with uh, with Ram. What is it? With Ram Jamuram or something like that? <laughs> um, who we? Oh, Blackberry Ram Jamuram. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, Ram was in in the uh, in the last High Republic book that we um, that mm-hmm. we went through. So I think we had even talked about skipping this one at one point. Uh, honestly, yeah, I, I yeah, I think so. I, I think we had kind of said said that, but you know, it was a short book um, from an audiobook standpoint, just over five hours. I, I mean, I know you listened to it at hyperspeed, which still is weird uh, to me. No, it's only like four and a half. So what? Oh. Yeah, I do one point two five usually. Oh, that's like four and a half. It's it's like what four point four what? and a half four point speed. five speed. <laughs> it's like what are we talking about here, man? But yeah, it, it's a relatively Everyone short. Sounds one. like uh, freaking hamsters. Yeah, talking as quick as possible. Ke- Keeler, <laughs> I, I'm gonna say Keeler Lee. It's it looks like Keeler Lee was our narrator, and I do have to say this before we kind of jump jump in everything really made Emery sound like the kid he was supposed to be. Yes. Yeah. And Avon is awesome through I, this narrative. I, yeah, I actually like, I like the, the portrayal, uh, her portrayal a lot better than some of, than some of them. She, she did a yeah. darn good and job. And I don't remember how much I liked her in Test of Courage, but I'm sure not as much as I do now. Well, uh, let's see who narrated that. I just mean the character in general. No, yeah, just, no. I actually want to know. I, I, I get you. I, I actually yeah, want to yeah, know. Yeah. Oh no, it was Keeler Lee who did that one too. So what was the other one? What was, really? Uh, let's just let's just click on Justina and see what all. What, uh, of course, she's done a. Oh, Out of the Shadows. That was the other yeah. one. Yeah. Out of the Shadows, yeah. the one that we didn't like, and it was Keeler Lee. Interesting. I don't know why it just sounded different this time. Yeah, That's everyone kind of sounded a bit. I, I feel like she probably made everyone except for Emery a bit older. Mm, yeah, maybe a little more mature. Maybe I just think Emery got like really young. It was weird. Yeah, I mean it wasn't weird. It was just different. Um, but like I said, I I thought that the vocal performance, the actual narration was was pretty good. Uh, in this, yeah, I can't really book. think of a single performance I didn't like. Uh, even. You know, like the droids were pretty tolerable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No doubt, no doubt. So there you go, Keeler Lee. Good job. So anyway, now that we've uh, discussed half of the book, uh, how's your week been? Ah, uh, not too bad. Not too bad. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I was really proud of myself. I managed to read or listen to two books in a very short amount of time, and I totally meant to. Totally meant to. Except I didn't because I thought we were going to go over Kenobi this week. And it took about two days. I finished that and I looked at my text with you and realized I had another book to read. <laughs> we actually ended up uh, pushing it back a day because of that and a few other reasons. And mm. yeah, I mean, other than that, week's been pretty, uh, pretty uninteresting dealing with uh, trying to get some insurance going in a few different facets of life and. Uh, more application stuff for school because, you know, it, he'll never start. Just <laughs> Yeah, sounds pretty boring. So how about the fact that you totally just blew over my text and, you know, just read two books because, you know, you're you're dumb. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty <laughs> that's awesome. <super> mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was it was odd because uh we we had talked about this book. And then we were kind of trying to get a game plan for the next couple of weeks. It's like, well, let's do Boba Fett, you know, like a recap, which is what we're going to do next week. And then let's also do the Kenobi book be- before Kenobi drops. Cause I- I've been wanting to do that for a while and it just never really sunk in for us. But yeah, I, I got this inkling cause, cause the Darth did send me a picture. He's like this one, you know, from audible. It's like, it was this one. Right. And I was like, yep, it's that one. 
I got to thinking, it's like, I wonder if he's going to read that book. <laughs> nah, he would, he wouldn't do that. He, he's, he totally knows what's, nope, he didn't. He read both of them. Uh, thankfully this one was shorter. <laughs> Cause what's the Kenobi? Yeah, is that, been, is that 10? Kenobi was about nine or 10, actually 10 or 11 hours. Okay. So not, not terrible. At my speed, at my speed. So, oh, really? You know, probably about closer that? to 12. Okay. Yeah. I'll be darned. Let me, let me look at that. Let me, Wor- let's look at the little Well worth little it though. Romance. I mean, great. Well worth every bit of it. Yeah, this is one. Uh, th- this is one that a lot of people. Yeah, thirteen and a half. Uh, there. Oh, Jonathan Davis. Okay, is the narrator for that one. Yeah, the twenty thirteen Kenobi book. Um, I think a lot of people really enjoy. Hell, on Amazon, it's got uh, what four four point six out of five. Um, mm-hmm. Just there. And uh, yeah, it, th- there are some people that don't like it, but. Uh, Generally Most speaking, are wrong. Well, generally it's okay. Some people don't have to, but I think generally people do um, do enjoy this, and I, I just figured it'd be a good fit because obviously we're going into Kenobi. But just in Kenobi news, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, they're pushing back the premiere by two days. So instead of the twenty fifth, really. it's going to be the twenty seventh, and they're going to release episodes one and two on that Friday. Oh, nice. I don't like nice. that personally. I don't like dropping two episodes. I know you don't episodes. like binging, and you know, we'll have to at least spread that out a little bit. But eh. Nah, I mean, we'll discuss episodes one and two. I just, I don't particularly like like that. I, I uh, Have we had a show that's done that lately? I feel like we had. Was it Bad Batch that did I that? S- I, s- I think it was Bad Batch that did that. Uh, for some reason, I'm thinking it was a Mandalorian season. It might have been. Maybe Bad Batch. Might have been. It was one of them uh, somewhat recently. So I know that Clone Wars did that. Mm. Mm, that might have been it. Season, season seven? seven. Uh, yeah. Okay. That might have been the one. Well, regardless, I'm not a big fan, but it, it'll be fine. I mean, I... It seems like a bit too much of an apology for a two-day pushback. Well, I, I don't odd. know exactly why they're pushing it back. I, I think, um, let me let, let me actually look one thing up here. Uh, Maybe another big release the same day that they don't want to coincide with. Well, so here's the thing. So Star Wars Celebration is going on May 26th through the 29th. And I'm almost wondering if they're going to do something on that Friday like during exclusive viewing or something, maybe. Well, maybe not. Maybe actually, maybe that'd be kind of cool if they had a room set up where a bunch of nerds could just watch it. But like, I don't know, maybe there'll be something else coming out at that time that like coincides perhaps like a, a, an announcement maybe of something. Yeah. Yeah. It could be. I mean, there could be a comic come out that kind of ties into it. There could be a bunch of different things, maybe some, uh, I don't know. I don't I mean, know. We couldn't really re-release another lightsaber to go with it or anything like that, but like merchandise-wise, there'd be some options. Maybe a new yeah. area of uh, the park. Well, yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know, dude. We'll, or we'll, maybe they just want, honestly, maybe they just want the Friday release date instead of Wednesday, it's, <laughs> which I'm fine with. Yeah. I prefer Friday, personally. It makes a little bit more sense. If I'm being honest, yeah. it does make a little bit more sense to me doing yeah, it that Wednesday way. It was nice for a recording schedule, but it was always to me kind of an odd time to drop everything. Like, especially for a uh, book of Boba, because I just feel like no one ever watched it until the weekend. <laughs> of course, it's well, book of Boba, so aside from podcasters, really like be fair, <laughs> it's always, it's always the podcasters that, uh, that, you know, that are right on it. Right. Yeah, we're, although I'll say not, that even with podcasters, Boba Fett seemed a bit delayed. Like, it took a little bit longer to get episodes out. Because I, I would literally, I would uh, typically listen to a couple of podcasts discussing the episode before we record, and it was pretty barren for Boba. Hmm, interesting. Well, it was the greatest show that they've ever put out. Uh, so yeah. I don't know why that would be. And I think, uh, wasn't it, it? Did they, did I see Moon Knight was out on Disney plus now this week? 
Uh, yeah, I think it is. Uh, let's see about that. Oh boy, not super high rating. So yes, apparently it, it is. Uh, seven and a half out of ten. Yeah, 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 yeah. So episode one dropped uh, dropped today or no yesterday. The goldfish problem. Mm, the goldfish. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if this is uh, if this is very interesting, but obviously starring Oscar Isaacs, who Oscar Isaac, not Isaacs, Isaac. Learn how to speak. <laughs> we always say that. Oscar Isaac, who uh, who played Poe, and uh, so yeah. It, which I gotta say, I, I'm glad that I'm glad that he's getting a bit of a Hollywood Hollywood run, because you know how sometimes Star Wars can kind of ruin you. But he's yeah. I feel like he's gonna be the. Uh, Ford of the group. I mean, he's going to keep going. Well, I certainly hope so. I, I was happy when they when they had him in Dune. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, Duke Atreides. You know, he was he was kind of you know, spoilers murdered. Uh, but anyway, yeah, he's um, he's well, he's also going to be doing the uh, Metal Gear Solid movie, so he's Solid Snake. I didn't even know there was going to be a Metal Gear Solid movie. Yeah. That's news to me. That's cool. Yeah, I guess it's, uh, it's well, at least showing here pre-production. So it's... Yeah, I could see him with that bandana hiding under a box. Why not? I'm personally, I'm personally down. <laughs> uh, he's doing something with Coppola. Really? Francis and the Godfather? Is this like what the making of the Godfather? Uh, interesting. Yeah, I'm just happy to see him out there. I, I mean, I think um, I don't know. I just I think I think he was good. I, I just I yeah. think he was good. Now now I would like to kind of see John Boyega get picked up on something interesting. Yeah, because Adam Driver's had his yeah, runs instead of getting instead of getting like pushed into something stupid like sitcoms or something. I hope he gets something good. Well, it, I mean, he's it, a, yeah, it would he's make a sense. Great actor. I mean. He really doesn't have a ton. I mean, there's some stuff here, but it's nothing I've I've heard of. Mm, yeah, that's a that's a tough one. That's a tough one. But you know, I, Adam Driver's had his run with with some leading roles. Um, yeah, I haven't really uh, watched any of his stuff. I would like to. Well, he did that. He did that one. Ye- yell at his wife movie. You, yeah. you remember yeah. the one where he yells at his wife, the marriage story. That's what it's called. Um, that was actually the same year as rise. Um, and then there was that house mm. of Gucci movie, I guess. And then like, I don't know, he's got other stuff going on. So I think he's, uh, yeah. he's house of Gucci. I, I saw the previews for that. That honestly, it didn't look, yeah. it looked intriguing, yeah. although it's not really something I'm be really all that interested in. Yeah. I'm not that intrigued by it. Ultimately, like I'm not going to Google, the family and learn about them. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't care about any of that. So anyway, yeah, good, good stuff from Oscar Isaacs. I, I mean, I eventually, I, I might flip you on. You said it again. What? You said Isaac. You said Isaac. Well, again. too damn bad. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll try. But yeah, but uh, yeah, between that and trying to watch Batman, I guess it's, I'm going to be doing some uh, superhero shows. For I a just while. don't know anything about Moon Knight. I don't know why he's supposed to be cool. He, I fight it in the light of the moon. I, I don't know anything about him. Cool name, though. Mark, you know Mark I Spector. <laughs> I want the dude from, uh, uh, what is it, the Hornet? With the little, the little butler dude. Is it the Hornet? What? What, what are you uh, talking about? The, what, Seth Rogen playing that? that yeah. Thing? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a green horn. I want a movie about his side. Yeah. Well, Bruce Lee played uh, the sidekick in the, in yeah. like the, ori- yeah, the it was original, like the original uh, yeah. TV adaptation. The guy who played uh, in the, the Seth Rogen movie was um, uh, the the dude from uh, uh, the Burger movie, White Castle movie. Uh, John John Cho, John I think yeah, mm. that guy, you know from the yeah, White Castle yeah, movie yeah. and the and the dude who like yeah Harold and Kumar yeah Harold and Kumar. There we go. <laughs> Yeah. Harold. Yeah, Harold. Good old Harold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't I didn't watch that. I it I don't really like Seth Rogan. I personally I don't think Seth Rogan is funny. I never have. Mm. Um I mean I He is a very specific type of comedian. Like you have to be as 
He's not. You have to be very specific to like him. So I get that. I mean, you know, I, I get, I get, I get why people think he's funny. I just, I've just never thought he was funny. I'd rather have uh, uh, jo- uh, the the other guy, the guy Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill, yeah, from Superbad. Yeah, I think he's funnier. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's a lot of off the rails there. Uh, <laughs> you think we're think we're done getting off the rails? You gonna watch Moon Knight now? Then gonna m- Moon no, Moon Knight it up? Batman. <laughs> yeah, you might as well. You might as well get out there and see. I've that heard good thing. things about it. Let me know when you watch it, and we'll discuss if you want it. It's a movie. Yeah. 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 Oh, you did see it? Yeah, yeah. I okay. saw it. I saw it when it came out. All I gotta say is, is it? I mean, like the Nirvana so- soundtrack. Oh yeah. <laughs> I got a. I, I got a. I got a healthy laugh out of out of some of the the music in there because it's it's like it's not that it doesn't fit, but it's just like I feel really odd. <laughs> Something in the wind. You know, it's just like '90s grunge going on in Gotham. The only thing I'll say is I have a chip on my shoulder already, and no, it's not because Twilight. Because I've heard multiple people now say that our big baddie is better than Heath Ledger as far as performance goes. Oh uh, no! And I don't think you're ever gonna beat the Joker. Heath Ledger. No, 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 it's, no, no, no. It's impossible. That, yeah, that that's a bit ridiculous. I will say though, because it's the Riddler, that's not a mystery. That yeah. was in the previous. Yeah. It is <laughs> mystery. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that probably was the best at a it was probably the best job of doing the Riddler. Uh, you know, there are some things that were a little mad, but the guy who played the Riddler played the hell out of it. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give I'll give that. Didn't it have the penguin in it too? Yeah, Colin Farrell played the penguin, and apparently there's probably going to be like a penguin show or something like that. He did a good job as a penguin too. Colin Farrell just should be the penguin. He looks like the penguin. But the thing is, like, is he had a prosth- he had a picture. prosthesis on the whole time though, so he doesn't look like Colin Farrell. For his nose. Or for his, for his, entire, his like face. entire face, yeah, the whole thing, really. Yeah, he really? he he speaks in kind of like a you know an American sort of New Yorky kind of accent. Doesn't sound yeah. or look like Colin Farrell at all. Like you wouldn't yeah. you wouldn't know it was Colin Farrell unless you knew it was Colin Farrell. Right. But he did a great job. Yeah, it was good. It's good stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, all yeah. I gotta say is back muscles. So anyway, you'll 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 know you'll know what I mean when you watch it. Not it's nipple fun. armor. No, no, yeah, no, uh, no nips, uh, no nips this time. Just yeah. Anyway, you got to ease into the nipple armor. Look, I, you know, I'll just say this. Like, I think that it's cool to see a big old buff Batman, not like Ben Affleck, but just like, cause, cause Ben, I mean, it's the chin. The, the Ben chin was not right for Batman. No offense. It just wasn't. I'm, I'm not saying he was bad or anything. It's just the Ben chin. Yeah, just but he could stab someone with that chin. No, 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 no. It just gets you get lost in the <laughs> in the dimple. It's 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 what it is. But no, 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 no. I you know I get a lot he of. He should have uh, dimple armor. Oh, dimple instead of nipple stop. armor. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, dude, that could be like a fashion trend. You know, like grills were a big thing. You just get like a little gold piece in your dimple or something like that. Okay, I'm sold. Yeah. Okay. Can we please talk about Star Wars? Yeah. Let's let's Star Wars <laughs> it up here a little bit with uh, Mission to Disaster. All right, Kenobi. <laughs> now I'm telling you, man, it's coming. It's coming up. We'll get there. We'll get there. So Mission to Disaster, uh, the book where we have the cover of Vernestra like trying to slice a couple of alligators with four eyes. What the hell is with the alligators? I don't know, man, but. <laughs> Why can't we just get the whip? Like I think she uses it at least once in the book. I'm just saying, like, in the art. Why can't we just get the whip? I mean, I know it'd probably look kind of awkward, but I, I want to see more of the whip. Mm. But, yeah, this was a very, very odd cover. I don't get it. Yeah. They weren't even in the book. What's that? Were they? The, the whip? The, the weird alligators. Oh, the things. alligators? No, I don't think so. I don't remember them <laughs> at any rate. All right, so, look... We're all we're all converging on the disaster at at Starlight, right? So this is pre that it kind of ties into it a little bit. So we're still just chugging around this one issue that just doesn't really feel like a really big issue. Um, you know, Starlight Beacon. What was that book called that Starlight finally went down? Uh, Star down. 
Starlight Beacon Dead Falling Star Falling Star There we go Something about Star. I don't even I'm not even confident about that I think that I'm just pretty sure it's Falling Star Whatever It doesn't It doesn't matter <laughs> that, I mean that sounds right I, You know I, I, I That's probably what they said when they came up with that name too Yeah <laughs> Uh, let's see. Yeah. The fallen star. So yeah, most recently we've done, yeah, the fallen star and then midnight horizons, which I have instantly forgotten. Um, Mm -hmm. look, I don't care about starlight beacon. I never have. I never thought it was that cool. I I just, I never cared about it at all. Do you think we're ever going to get to a point where we don't have to hear about Starlight anymore? No, because wasn't it in a in a like a current timeline book where they talk about Starlight Beacon? Like, so they had to make another one. I'm pretty sure we read. That's true. I'm pretty sure we read yeah, it. I there don't. Was um uh oh I yeah I can't think of what the yeah, book you're, is now. It you're gonna hurt your matter, brain. But. Yeah, you're gonna hurt your brain <laughs> trying to think about that. So I'm pretty details. Sh- I'm sure they'll they'll have another Starlight Beacon. Um, but. I, I guess before we sort of just spoil the living hell out of everything, uh, first impressions of the book. What do you what do you have first impression wise? Um, ending kind of dragged a bit, but ultimately it was uh, it was a decent book for what it was. Uh, Avon was really really cool in this. Uh, kind of get into that teenage trope of like kids outsmarting supposedly the smartest people in the room a little too easily but mm-hmm. other than that it was a good story it was entertaining and it was the perfect length i think um yeah i i, I do kind of agree with you on that I, I think it was a good length book um i i had read a couple of just sort of general reviews here and there that you know had kind of said to the effect you know, kids are smart. Kids deserve smart books. Uh, and a lot of people kind of pointed out that, you know, the kids here were, were, were smart. They weren't bumbling, fumbling children, which, you know, yeah. I mean, is good. And here's the thing. That's not unique. Uh, we read plenty of books as kids where the kids figured it out. and The, the adults are dumb and they're stupid. And, you know, you have yeah, kids absolutely. and you know, we've watched Stranger Things. Look, look at how many times, you know, kids are just out there fighting like literal monsters and stuff and like, you know, you just have the the sheriff with the revolver. He's like, you know, the the dad, the the dad guy. So the dad guy who's also a Russian superhero. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, he he hasn't snapped out of his um out of his uh, you know what what is it subconscious training yet? He hasn't activated the cell. So yeah, sleep sleeper agents, man. It's like uh, L. Uh, I want to introduce you to my to my other family that I have here. These are my two <laughs> not Russian children. They're totally... Is she an assassin? They're, no, 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 no. They're, don't they're, worry about They're her. totally sisters for, for sure. And this is, this is kind of my wife. <laughs> just, uh, By the, the way, I sometimes fly Things planes. <laughs> what, what, what's the main character's name from Stranger Things? The, the boy. Uh, Crap, I dude, can't think I of this. It's supposed to be but coming out, imagine, though. It's, it's pretty soon. Yeah, it has been announced. But I just rem- I imagine him looking at um, Black Widow like, are you my sister now? Oh, God, stop. <laughs> just knifes him. But yeah, no, that is coming out soon. I am excited about yeah. that. All right. Well, let's let's go ahead and dive in here a little bit. Uh I don't know where do you want to where do you want to start here? How, do you, you we we've got uh, we've got training montage. With with Emery and and Vernestra, there's that. That's fun. Yeah, I mean that is basically the beginning. We might as well just jump right into it. Ha, ha, jump. Yeah. So she she's doing the the skier treatment, just just exactly what skier did to uh, to Kiev. Even get a little yeah. mention of Kiev there. It, yeah, which was cool, but you know we we won't see her in the book, obviously, because that would be way too cool. You um, can't cross over <laughs> comics and books. Yeah. Except for Avar and Stellan and Elzar and mm. Skier. You, you know what would be a really... Everybody else except for Key. You know what would be a really cool book? <laughs> if like Vernestra and Keeve went out and had a mission together. That'd be cool. Why couldn't that happen? I'd be sick. You want to talk about strong female characters. Yeah. There is your duo. It's not even Avar <sighs> anymore. It's just them. They are awesome. 
<laughs> Maybe throw in the um, the spark burn girl. Oh yeah, Jordana spark burn. Yeah, we actually yeah. have another spark burn in this book. I, I uh, <laughs> brought him up. He was in the Jedi Temple on that one planet. Come on. Oh yeah. So, oh boy. I do not remember this guy's name from the book. Uh, Yakik? Yeah. Yakik? I don't remember. On down. Yeah, I feel like that's one of those moments I, I, I recognize that we were talking about Sparkburn, but I didn't catch he, the name. He, he, so he cooks. Couldn't even guess the pronunciation. He cooks and yeah. he has really juicy berries. Oh, that's a Sparkburn. Yeah, okay. yeah. So he, okay. he cooks some stuff. Because they only mentioned like once that he's a Sparkburn. Yeah, it's like, so. hey, here are these berries, but like, you know. Watch your tabard. Sometimes it get a little juicy. Don't get staying, you know, all spark burns are... I, I don't remember which way that goes. <laughs> yeah, all spark burns are Santecas, <laughs> but not all Santecas are spark burns or like... Or was it the other way around? Like the other way around, brother. Well, l- l- let's move on here. So we, we, we do have we do have training. Uh, Emery's not really figuring out the, the jumping, falling thing, which we've now seen from... Uh, well, uh, Ben from uh, Kylo Ren. We had that in the comic. Also had it, mm-hmm. you know, partially in the movie. Um, we've seen it with Keeve. So this is a big thing to the Jedi, learning how to not fall to your death. Uh, we, we, well, we had it in, um, oh, shoot. What was the book where we were kind of off in that little frontier? Where we first met Bell? Because they were they were kind of, remember, they were sort of like uh, free dr- oh, jumping. Love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever that book was, uh, uh, it doesn't matter. It was like a long time ago. It was like the second yeah, book. It was what was the, the second, second book? book? Yeah, yeah. Whatever. So anyway, yeah, it's a big deal to learn how to fall gracefully. Yes. And Emery's not really getting it, but um, it's kind of weird. They set up this training montage like it would be a big portion of the end of the book where he would have to overcome his they did it. shortcomings, yeah, that's right. but then they didn't do it. They didn't it's use like, it but at he all. learned, but he figured it out right then and there. Mm, it's kind of weird. Mm, yeah, that would have been a good but payoff, I mean, they, wouldn't it? I mean, sure, they skipped a a trope, I guess you could say. Sure, but I like those kind of tropes in books. And by the way, especially young teen books. True, 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 true. By the way, how many times did we mention food in this book? Like, I oh, think man. Justina was hungry. Noodles. I think she was just hungry noodles. when she was writing some of these chapters. Like, mm, I really want some noodles. How many times did Emery be like, but why'd they have to destroy the noodle stand? Yeah, it's like, it's a, it, that was my favorite noodle cart. Like, why'd you have to destroy it? It's like getting into anime stuff oh, here. It's like, that was a little hey, weird. I yeah. made you noodles just like the noodle cart. Yeah. I hope you like it. <laughs> I hope you like it. Yeah. Oh boy, I added some juicy berries to it. Yeah, that was um, that was interesting. But y- you know, that was the same thing we got in uh, the 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 Batu book. Um, yeah, uh, Black Spire, because it was all well, a setup were, for the park. They were trying to sell that. I'm surprised Ronto with how much wraps. they focus on food. Ronto wraps, baby. Uh, I'm surprised with how much they obsess over food in the Star Wars books that we don't have a line of Star Wars food. I think it would get cheesy. That's kind of like Kiss syndrome. <laughs> you know how like Kiss had everything, you know, mar- marketed, sure. and then it was all just kind of junk after a while to people. I don't think you want to market it. And there is a t- there's a ton of Star Wars stuff, but yeah, I think it would be an. You know you what? Make you, it like subtle, like just in the Disney stores or well, something. Well, what you not actually advertise it, right? Well, if if they were smart. If they were smart, what they would do is do like Mr. Beast did with those Beast burgers, and apparently now he has like a chocolate bar. Like you do, oh, really? yeah, you do like a limited run Ghost Kitchen stuff or whatever. Like some of that, like you know, just younger yeah. people thing. I mean, that would be that'd be a meme. That'd be something for people to jump on, right? Yeah, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, whatever book comes out, they kind of focus on a food, and then they just have it for a little while. Just yeah, well, I was actually yeah. going to say this. So I got into a, into an app here recently that does, um, basically it's NFTs. You, it's like, yeah, but it's largely Disney based NFTs. Um, mm. and they have a couple of like star Wars NFTs on there and they, they go for right. crazy prices. Like there was one I was looking at, it was I'm like, sure. a, it was like a golden R2 and there it's like, you know, like four grand and crap like that. Yeah. People want out. And stuff. It's not even. It's crazy because like it's not even real. You don't even 
I mean, you own it, but you don't own anything but a line of code, essentially. Well, look, I'll tell you what. I now own exactly two NFTs, and one of them is... <laughs> Did J- you spend like 10 grand? No, 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 dude. It was, it, was very, it was like the cheap kind of starting price stuff. You know, you just got, I just got lucky. One of them is Jalen Brown uh, blocking a guy in a game when he was in college. So, and Jalen Brown <laughs> plays for, for Boston. So I have that one moment and that was pretty cool. The other one was something else, but anyway. But you're not Snoop Dogg's neighbor. Nah. You weren't the one that bought that house. Nah, dude, nah, not this time. That's, that's disappointing. Sh- 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 that was like a can't just half tell million dollar can't house. Just tell everybody secrets. So anyway, back to the book. We're getting really <laughs> sidetracked. So we have training montage and then we have an attack on, uh, uh, oh shoot. What was our planet that we were attacked on? I have that pulled up. Hey, you did it. You looked it up. I'll stall for you while you uh, while you pull it up. You, do you have it yet? Port Haley. Port Haley. There we go. We've heard of Port Haley. So, yeah, they, they were attacked. Yeah, and actually, Vernestra was um, stationed there. Cr- right, exactly. For most of her knighthood. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, they stole some 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 kids and one of them was Avon or Avon Staros who we first met Senator Staros daughter. Yeah. Gira Staros who is the not evil. Yeah. The total, total Martian lover. Just, just loving that blue man. She loves it. Um, yeah. So Avon is, uh, is, is kidnapped. Now this is something that I want to talk about. Why are the Nihil, kidnapping children like what is this how they recruited that many people over time just i would say it wasn't they're just now doing it because they are extremely desperate <laughs> yeah it, it seemed a little odd because like they, they didn't really have any conditioning i think that they were just trying to tap into like you know kids nihilistic tendencies or something like that i mean i that didn't make a ton of sense to me yeah i mean you can only do so much at a kid's book, obviously, but it would have been nice to actually see the conditioning, mm. like actually make it look legitimate. Like, oh, yeah, I can totally see Lorna D going through this process, and that's why she is the way she is or something like that. Sure. But you don't really see any of that. You just see the kids kind of imprisoned and then freed, and you know what Avon goes through is completely different. I mean, she's rare breed yeah so she doesn't have to deal with that for very long right well the the thing is is like out of the four children that that avon was with only one of them technically turned like one right well in quotations wanted to join the nihil basically just didn't want to get beaten or thrown into a mine or sold off into slavery which those were some pretty heavy subjects to broach in a book you know because they talked a few times about being sold so that was um, yeah. Even Avon's like, well, at least I have a chance to escape slavery. Right. I don't have a chance here. Well, and which is heavy. Exactly. And Avon, who had attempted to escape a couple of times initially, we we get a character, uh, uh, Diva Lompop. Deva, I feel like Deva was how it was. Anyway, she was the one who had like the multicolored feather hair. Yeah, that that you you're not supposed to ask about. Apparently, who who could right. who that supposedly eats people who might eat yeah might <laughs> eat people even though they're roughly human size. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, she was kind of a cool character, kind of a little playful, you know. Called Avon pup, little pup. You know, it's like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. It's like I'm not doing anything. You're totally going towards the cockpit to get to the relay. We all know you're trying to communicate. Right. It's like, oh, you got me. Hey, go fix the engines. Okay. I had a theory. Yeah. <laughs> and it's going to help you guys. And so Avon is is actually at one point brought in front of our Nihil leader of the moment, who we haven't heard of, but it's a Corin, uh, Kara Zoo. Yeah. I don't have much to say about Karazu, to be honest with you, because I just don't... Not much happens with Karazu, yeah. so I mean... Nothing much happens, but she is the leader of uh, uh, Tempest, and I I guess she took Panada's place. 
I would have to assume. Of course, now we'll be uh, replacing what's his name, the mech suit dude. Didn't he just recently die too? Oh, that's right, <laughs> so. he did. Yeah, in our last yeah. book, uh, Avar like just murdered him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good time. Well, I don't think he was. Was he a Tempest runner though? Yeah, yeah. He uh, he jumped in right after. Well, Marshion killed killed the one that he thought murdered his father. He's the one that replaced him. So, so he must have taken... he was he, fighting with uh, Panada quite a bit. Well, so the original was Kossav, Panada, and Lorna D. So Correct. When Ka- Kossav was killed. Kossav was sa- basically sacrificed to the New Republic. And then, yeah. okay, so that guy jumped in, and then Panada jumped out, and now we have Karazu. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, there we go. So we, we now understand some of the Nihil structure, I suppose. Super cool. Um, Only took five books and minimal effort. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so anyway, we, we have this whole basically encampment for, for children. And we learn that, you know, Dalna and a couple of other systems, but Dalna specifically have been seeing a lot of disappearances. And uh, Vernestra, who is now aware of um, Avon's kidnapping and feels responsible, they pick up that robot. What was our robot's name? J six, is it J six? J seven? Let me J six. J six is the robot. So this was the nanny bot. Um, it's the nanny bot that apparently can have feelings and is sentient, but we don't want to talk about that. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> always been kind of a weird thing in in Star Wars, where you know you, you broach the line between just AI and actual sentient robots and so forth, because. You know, look, we, we've followed around R2 and C-3PO for tons of movies, K2SO and Rogue One and any number and mannerism of, of sassy droids and, and whatnot. R4, you know, uh, Obi-Wan's mm. droid and so forth. I don't remember owning a droid. Well, <laughs> you did. Well, you didn't own R2. You totally, it was yours was R4. We get it. That was Anakin's droid. Um but anyway, yeah, so J- J6 is a murder bot who wants to murder. It just, it, it, it's, it craves death. It craves blood. I want right. to murder just, all the Nihil because I am a murderer. not bot. children's blood because I'm a babysitter. I, I'm telling <laughs> you, like, Avon might be a, she might be Dexter, dude. She might be one of those, like, Dexter <laughs> children who's, like, programming her bot to do evil for her. It's like... Well, I can't murder them myself because I'm just a child. J6, how would you like to have a bunch of blasters in your abdomen? Sounds pretty sweet. Okay, well, does here's help, mur- murder protocol. Does it help protocol. me babysit better? Yes, yeah. it helps with babysitting. Well, yeah, but being a senator's daughter, I guess it's you know kind of kind of good to have a, a a bodyguard who can do stuff. So they pick up J6. They go to Dalna, and uh, you know we meet a couple of Jedi here at the temple, but you know, eat some juicy berries, uh, meet the politicians. And we realize that everybody's really shady. Very. Oh yeah. By the way, we meet honesty again. You remember honesty? Uh, Just barely. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Honesty. Uh, What was his uh, last name? I'm trying to, I wish things were in like an actual alphabetical order or like by appearance. Uh, you know, that would be, that would be pretty cool too. Seriously. What, what is his, uh, is it just not here? Uh, oh yeah. Honesty weft. 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 And this, uh, he, he was in, uh, um, test of courage, right? He was one of the the kids in there. Yeah. One of the four. Yeah. His father was, uh, murdered in the initial attack along yep. with um emery's master yes old was it doug wasn't it doug yeah. douglas yeah doug. douglas you know just doug yeah just doug yeah D- douglas sunvale which coincidentally sunvale a- yeah avon when she is captured uh says that her name is avon sunvale so kind of smart mm-hmm. pretty pretty sweet last name too um yeah so yeah honesty shows up uh and and tries to help out his friends 
and even he notices that the politicians are, you know, what was it, a governor or prime minister? What it doesn't really matter, a politician, uh, was acting shady. It's like, what, what's going on? Well, we kind of learned that politicians are effectively feeding children to the Nihil because they're kind of scared. Yeah. So, and then we meet, uh, meet our, uh, our doctor who might've been interesting if they had actually did more with her. Um, could have been one of the coolest Nihil characters, honestly. You remember their name? I didn't, I did I didn't bring her up, unfortunately. Uh, oh boy. Here we go into the futile effort of trying to figure out names. Uh, uh, oh boy. There's so many names too. And it's like, it's terrible. It's terrible to try and find these. Oh, I, <laughs> you know, the worst part is I, I found it. Uh, Zandi Mum Campa. Was that it? Z- Z- Zadina Mkampa. <laughs> Something like that. But the, the doctor here okay. is, is essentially a weapons expert. And it, her story is kind of interesting because, like, <sighs> she, she essentially she created the fog of war. But before joining the Nihil, she was a part of this, uh, I forget the planet, but a revolution. And she was a bombs expert. And she made a good living off of that until the um, the resurrection was stopped and her insurrection was stopped and joined the Nihil afterwards. Yeah. Um, I can't she, think of the battle. The thing is, is she she's not really even like a Nihil Nihil. She's more of just like. A, well, it's kind of like uh, what what's our other character's mother who is also a scientist? Yeah, who's, who, who got thing. who got cut in half the last book? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, Elzar just totally went ham on her and and just denied her completely life. Yeah, I mean, if Boba yeah. would have been around, he would have just you know got a steampunk group together and they would have put her back together again. But no Boba at this. <laughs> yeah, so the the doc here is is pretty cybernetic. Honestly, towards the end of the book, it made her sound like she's all, almost all cybernetic. Yeah, and it's weird because, uh, I don't know if you got the feeling, but through the book, it almost seemed like, and not necessarily that she was feeble, but like older and not necessarily capable of fighting. And then she just, you know, goes full Megazord and just stomps <laughs> on everybody for a minute until she escapes. Yeah, yeah. She, well, she's, she, uh, she's got ha- a literal hand cannon. <laughs> right now, she she's actually pretty ba, and the, the thing is, is like I think, or at least I guess my hope is that we set her up to be, you know, kind of maybe the next bad, baddie. Yeah. Th- Only problem I had was how easily she was fooled by a child, I, albeit a, yeah. a child prodigy. I mean, Avon's extremely intelligent, but <sighs> no, I kind of had the same thought too. I was like. You weren't like double checking her stuff. Like you didn't you didn't think right. about this at all. I mean, she's didn't e- she even acknowledged like the two theories that Avon was attempting to combine mm-hmm. were like proven wrong centuries ago, multiple times. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was it was a little strange, but I mean, okay, whatever. I, I don't want to like over exaggerate it too much. Her. You know, it's it's okay. It's whatever. It's it's fine. It's fine. Um, and you know, another thing, as far as Avon goes, maybe I just don't remember Tess of Courage, but does it feel like they stepped up her intelligence quite a bit? I would from that book. Yeah, I would say she seems very much more versatile. Like there was even a part in there when she was on the Nile ship, and uh, she was talking about the comm system. It's like, oh yeah, on these older ships, they tie in the long range with the short range to have like only one power source. And I totally know this because I have studied everything. It's like, what are you talking yeah, about? Like Who would to, know that? To the point where you know that a board game uses the same circuitry Dude, as the... I don't know what your... <laughs> uh, that was so cringy. I don't, I don't know what your mental picture was, but my mental picture was just they dumped out a box of Tiger Electronics <laughs> games just all over the place. Like, play Tiger... Ele- play Mortal Kombat it, on Tiger Electronics gaming It's that thing. or like... 
freaking electronic battleship or something <laughs> stupid. Yeah, they didn't just give him a bunch of Nintendo Switches. This is this is right. totally totally Tiger Electronics. Um, well, it's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> these security systems totally use the exact same technology as a child's game. Yeah, that that was that. What there were a couple of little stretchy moments there, but yeah, I, I do agree. I think she's displaying a lot of intelligence here, which is pretty fantastic. I'm 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 game. I'm game for that. Uh, and I think another thing that kind of changed up a little bit was Emery, because Emery's not necessarily as like touchy feely sad sacky as he has been yeah, he's uh reined in the empath well he, he fe- it, it almost bit. feels like he's finally found his place here you know it's like he and vernestra yeah. worked out their little you know pre-master padawan jitters in the last book and now they're just kind of moving along yeah i mean uh the progression of powers in this was interesting because we also had that with uh uh, Vernestra, you know, the whole hyperspace visions and everything's mm. brought up mm-hmm. and actually utilizing it instead of letting it happen to you. And uh, so, yeah, I, li- I like the progression of the characters. Yeah. Like I said, they feel older. They feel like they've actually filled out a bit. Yeah, I would agree. Um, so let's see here. So the whole idea that the Nihil have is they're making bombs or our docs making bombs and re- through kyber crystals well uh, synthetic Clone kyber crystals. yeah cracks yes. synthetic kyber crystals that uh avon suggested they use uh, now in the test it actually worked they were able to produce right. a, a device that generates uh earthquakes essentially yeah and then when they go off to test the big bomb which avon has stuffed full of extremely cracked crystals it blows up basically it blows up right in the doc's face and this is where we're kind of getting towards the end it's like you know she she seems like more of a, a machine at that point more machine than man more machine than man uh you know but unfortunately there's still seismic activity we still have tectonic shift it looks like um which you, you'll have to remind me because it felt like that was all dealt with like I don't even know how it was dealt with. Did they deal with it or did it just stop? Well, no, they didn't really deal with it as much as they brought Starlight to deal with it. Oh, all oh, that. Feel. Durr, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay, so that, yeah, it's yeah. It's dealt with after the book before uh, uh, Fallen Star. Yeah. Yeah. The, the interesting, like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe that wouldn't be all that interesting to read about, but. I would, yeah, that's I why would I kind of said that the the book kind of dragged on in places at the end where like you're you're talking about things that aren't interesting at all, you know. Yeah, I guess. How do we move starlight and all that? Like this is how they used to do it. This is how we're good. Sure, sure, sure. Do yeah, it. we. I mean, all we can right, talk a little bit. Leave that doesn't want to do it. Yeah, we can that's talk it. about that a little bit. I mean, we we did go back to starlight. Um, Emery basically does make the suggestion to bring starlight to Dalna. And, uh, yeah, you're right. I, for, I had forgotten about that because in our next book, that's where they were. That's where we were having this whole thing, you know, going down. And, right. um, and now it makes me hate that politician even, even more that we were dealing with in, in fallen star because right. now we know the backstory right. that they're basically terrible people. Um, so, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we did go to starlight. We did get this whole thing about the towing, which I didn't really it made it sound really weird in the book. I almost felt like they were using like actual tow cables, you know, it was, it was like, yeah. what? Well, and they had talked about doing it the old fashioned way before most, uh, ships had hyperdrives that were gonna basically leapfrog using tractor beams. Mm-hmm. But then we don't, we use cables, which how's a cable going to hold up in, how's any of this going to work in hyperspace really? Yeah, it doesn't like you're gonna have thirteen ships in very close proximity going through hyperspace together, holding. I don't know, dude. Maybe I'm just not. Maybe I'm not versed enough in those sciences and all of those studies. But that just seems like it would not work well. It it, <laughs> it doesn't necessarily seem like it would work well. Um, we were talking before the before we started recording. I think one of the things that I didn't like, though, was how quickly they dismissed people who didn't want to help. 
It's like, first of all, this isn't a, an everyday run of the mill sort of favor to ask people. Um, and I, I suppose there's even a bit of a smack of pride here where it's almost like they expect people who kind of take the hospitality of Starlight Beacon to then help out Starlight Beacon. It's like, that's not how giving works. Right. You know? <laughs> uh, Here, I gave you something. Now pay me back. Yeah. So not I, with money, but with favors. Right. So I didn't really enjoy that all that much. It, it was rather benign, but the thing is, is like, it's dangerous. Why would I want to risk my ship? I mean, it, well, we talked about it in Fallen Star. There were a lot of people who didn't want to leave their ships because they were their livelihoods. So to put them at risk, it's like, oh, well, okay, you don't want to help. Like, get out. Here's your chance. It's like, wow, that seems kind of right. rude. You know, another thing, getting really off topic, but it was kind of something that I thought of while we were talking about it. So this whole kyber crystal thing and synthesizing kyber crystals. Mm -hmm. Are they still living beings of the force if they're synthesized? Like, are you murdering straight up thousands of kyber crystals? Are they all being corrupted? Well, that that's, yeah, that's kind of an interesting point because... No, I think it was literally just, you know, like a full on reproduction. And, and this was of Emery's crystal, right? Right. And I, I think, I think in that respect, they were almost going sort of like prismatic with it. Like there was a, a specific, um, like, uh, some, some sort of property of the crystal, not inherent to the living structure of Kyber, but to like just the geometric properties or some sort of like mineral properties of the crystal that would somehow channel energy, something like that. But yeah, I mean, that's kind of missing the point of the kyber crystal. So all these synthetic crystals, and, and this is something that, oh boy, um, it's popping in a memory. I probably don't, uh, I probably don't have enough base knowledge here to really think about this a lot. I do remember that the Sith used synthetic crystals at times. Right. Which, yeah. which the, the funny thing about that is we've made such a big deal out of the Sith breaking Kyber, you know, effectively cracking right. it to make it corrupting. Yeah. It. Corrupting it, yeah. make it sort of bleed red. I would, no one makes me bleed my own blood. Um, and of course the, the page doesn't want to load because it's a piece of garbage. Um, but yeah, anyway, so there, there is lore surrounding like synthetic crystals and like actually being used. But from my understanding, it made them more unstable. Yeah. Which is kind of a, <laughs> a laughable portion because Avon's explaining how like, they could just randomly explode, and that's why scientists would never like sell them to the Jedi or whatever, because then they would, or their lightsabers would explode. That's like, well, what Jedi is gonna buy a synthetic kyber crystal anyway? Well, the jet. I mean, the jet. The point is that the Jedi wouldn't, because they they have the the sort of living connection with their kyber. And I think that the right. whole idea when this was all brought up, I, I'm, I'm just like trying to real quickly. Here's a quote from Pablo Hidalgo. Uh, no, the synthetic crystal thing is legends, Maul, Sidious, Vader, all those were kyber crystals. So he, he's, he's kind of saying that, you know, from a canon standpoint, that's no longer a thing. But uh, let's see. So Shadows of the Empire had uh, synthetic uh, in them. Uh, uh, let's see here. There, there were some other stuff, but anyway, unstable, not suited. They don't have the living element to actually channel the sabers and the force and all that stuff. So it, it, I, aside from like channeling energy in some way, I don't really see how that works out, but you know, right. there you go. That's a little lore building. So let's go ahead and keep moving here. Uh, so we rescue Avon. Everything's kind of cool. Uh, we tow Starlight Beacon to Dalna, and that's kind of where we're at towards the end of the book, right? I mean, what what are we? What am I forgetting? Yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot more to add. There's a little implication that Avon might suspect her mother. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is really cool. 
Yeah, um, because well, she she and she Emery says are talking stuff. and yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and like essentially, most of the galaxy has no idea what happened. Like including, like the entire republic. Yep. Like there's no reason that senators should know about what's going on, and she just shows up randomly, all nonchalant about it, just excited to see her daughter and. Um, she excuses herself, walks with Emery. It's like, well, why why don't you want to hang out with her? Why are you worried about me? It's like, because I have something to point out to you. It's like, mm-hmm. how does my mom know about any of this? Nobody told her. Right. Why is she here? And it's pretty ominous. Like, it's it's a good setup for the scene. Do you think that Giristaris was actually worried about her daughter there? Because I assume this wasn't a part of the actual plan. It was just kind of like random. Yeah, I mean, everything we've heard so far, especially with the Martian portions, indicate that she didn't think about putting her daughter in danger and mm-hmm. thought she'd be safe. So I, I would say that she would be worried about her, but she didn't seem that way when she interacted with her. Yeah. It was just kind of one of those normal greetings, like nothing happened, like... Oh, you weren't kidnapped right. by the Nihil at all. Like you're just you just happen to be here for no reason. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. I don't know, man. I mean, I, I don't I, I think she probably was worried, and it could be one of those things where she turns back because maybe she gets angry. But the thing is, is that we saw her in the subsequent book after Starlight, and she's with Martian. So the thing is, is that apparently she didn't care at all. Which right. makes her and character again, even that she's worse. She's flabbergasted at the thought that her daughter might be in danger. It's like she's already been in danger multiple times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you kept siding with them like things were going to change. Right. <laughs> yeah, very true, man. Very true. So anyway, I don't know. What else is there? What else is there to this book that we need to we need to digest? Yeah, I have a five-hour book. I think 40 minutes of discussion is pretty good. Yeah, I, think I think so, too. kind of touched on everything. Sweet. Let's give up, then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I, I suppose at this point, it's it's a good enough time to sort of jump into ratings. You know, out of five, what's your rating and why? Uh, out of five. I'm going to go with around a... I'll do a 3.9. Okay. Good book, nothing spectacular. You know, we didn't have really a whole lot happen, quite honestly. I mean, we had some major events with a planet that will probably be okay near the end. Didn't have a lot of loss of life. Um, We had a little character development with uh, three characters that I really like, and I guess I could say that it was cool to see what happened with Honesty, even though Honesty just wasn't really my character in a test of courage. Mm-hmm. Um, all the voice acting is amazing. And if you're an audible fan, obviously it pertained to you. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a good little serious story for a teenage audience that was a little bit heavier than what we've seen in the past dealing with uh, topics like slavery and whatnot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And all around, it was just a solid little five-ish hour book. Yeah. Okay. Nothing super amazing. I can't really, like, talk about the story all that much. We had some potential with a character that didn't work out with our big baddie, which kind of hurt the score a bit. I kind of would like to see a little bit more menace from that, you know. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. My, my only big complaint with the book was just how Just how incompetent it made the Nihil look to be bested by a child. Mm. Albeit a child prodigy, I will give Avon that, but this doctor is set up to be this hyper-intelligent character, and she's bested by a child, Sure, essentially. Sure, sure. Okay. No, I think that's fair. Uh, realistically, you're right up there with Goodreads. Goodreads is a 3.9, 514 ratings, Amazon has it at 4.3. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I can kind of echo, echo some of those sentiments. It was good to see Vern 
kind of being a little bit more um, or less uncertain. Uh, I, I, you know what? I, I will say this though. I think we need to kind of get over this whole Thor sort of thing about being miffed about the nickname Vern. You know what I mean? Is that a thing? Yeah, it's like. been a thing. I mean, it was said several times in this book, and it's been said all along in, in yeah, any, anything. So I, it's just like kind of like get over it or just start telling people, no, don't call me that anymore. Like, let's just settle that because it's kind of it's kind of gotten old. Um, you know, I think I think that they sort of age scaled everybody a little bit better in this book, too. Uh, that's just my read on it. But um, but yeah, overall, I, I I thought it was it was a it was a decent read. It wasn't anything super crazy or anything like that. Like nothing was necessarily ground shaking aside from the earthquakes. So I mean, I'd probably be somewhere maybe. Uh, I'd probably just give it a maybe like a straight up four. I think I think a four is adequate. I don't want to. I don't think it's yeah. I think a four a four is pretty pretty okay for that. It, it's a decent book. It's okay. a short read. Um, you know, it's a little bit more grown up than perhaps some of the other ones have been. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's not bad. Not a not a bad read. Not a bad read. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. So there we go. Mission to disaster, right? What else yeah, do we have I to mean, talk about? Anything else we need to roll through before we start heading out for the day? No, I think we can leave the office, man. I think we got everything done we needed to. Um, Sweet. Probably, probably the shortest episode we've recorded in a while, right around an hour. Mm, yeah, a little bit shorter. Um, so, yeah, anyway, folks, I don't know. Have you read the book? Still haven't really seen a lot of uh, High Republic stuff out there, like people talking about it, which uh, which kind of stinks uh, in a in a way, you know. But um, yeah, if you have read it, that love to we'd love to hear your thoughts or you know just thoughts about anything. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at TC Plan Podcast, Facebook, and uh, if you just want to write us a big old email. Love to, you know, I don't know, just what do you, what do you want to talk about? Talk to us about what you want to talk about, unless it's inappropriate. And then those things go in the junk folder or spam folder or just straight in the trash. Uh, but that's TC plan podcast at gmail.com. So I think uh, we'll go ahead and wrap her up again. One more week down. Y'all have a great rest of your week. And as always, may the force be with you. <laughs>